have to be on from the very beginning, the very moment you start. Um, but I don't know. Talking. I'm fucking hilarious. So yeah. maybe I do. You don't even try, really. It's just there. You don't try. Yeah. I actually try not to be. And that makes it even better, really. So it's just mm. no matter what you do, it's just you, you can't, you know, you can't not be funny, unfortunately. Unfortunately for you, yeah. really. Yeah. I think I'm funny, but really I'm not. Like, and then to I, me, I'm hilarious. And then I have to deal with that for mm. two hours, really. Did like, you see my name today? Asgardian Meatball, yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Did nice. you like it? I did. Now I want meatballs. Good. Would you have an Asgardian Meatball? What does that even mean? Well, I mean, like, I, I know that they've got, um, like, creatures and stuff, uh in like on asgard so do you think they make meatballs out of them yeah they surely must i've seen their feasts there's there's a lot of meat around there so surely there's got to be meatballs what if there's like a giant spaghetti feast so like you have all your different types of pasta like penne and like spaghetti and angel hair and yeah ravioli and like lasagna and you can literally just have all these different oh my god that's a spicy meatball really hungry now (laughs) I am an Italian Asgard. <laughs> it's like a it's Italian night in mm-hmm. Asgard. Yeah, everyone brings their bowl of pasta, the cannolis. Um, everyone brings, oh god, pizza. When you say everyone brings pasta, it sounds like everyone brings their casserole in the freaking Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's your that's your um, salads and pasta? Is it the casserole? It's like a yeah, like oh my god. Okay, so obviously. Obviously, when I went back home because my grandma died, um, I went to her funeral. That was like last year. Right. Um, and it was sad. But like at the end, you all get together and you kind of have a family time and people bring food. Yeah. And I swear to God, there were about five different tuna casseroles and I just had to laugh. I was like, <laughs> I was like this is far too many tuna casseroles. <laughs> but maybe it wasn't enough. <laughs> But did, was there a point when there was communication between people about uh, who was going to make different like casseroles, or is it just well, simply I don't this know. is happening? So <laughs> let's see I what happens. Um, so the there were ladies at church who were making it. I assume, like I assume, they go to that church and they probably were friends with her and they brought all this food, or maybe yeah. they weren't friends with her, but they still brought the food. Like maybe they didn't know her. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, like you'd think, or maybe that was their plan. Maybe they were like, everyone is going to eat this tuna casserole. We need more of them. So like we need to have the right amount in stock. right. Yeah. I swear to God, people were begging us to take things home though. Like begging us to take food home. Like, please, if you want any food. And I'm like, pretty sure there's like one untouched casserole. So maybe it was too much. It was too much of a good thing. Five tuna casseroles seems like it's probably four too many. Uh, I'm not saying I would tuna, say three too three many. Three too many. Okay, so two, mm. two tuna casseroles. Two tuna casseroles seems like a good amount for the amount of people that I we just, had. I just, I can just imagine them, like, before they begin cooking, like, they've probably sat down, like, the night before and said, okay, so what are we doing here? Suggestions? And everyone said tuna casserole. And they went, mm. oh, okay, fantastic. And then they started cooking, and then they realized that that meant that what they actually meant was that everyone was going to make one tuna casserole each. So there was a miscommunication, and now they end ah. up with five tuna casseroles. But they're like, well... Or they just wrote it down five times accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need five of those. Okay. 
See, democracy doesn't work. You need to have an ironclad, you know, you need a dictator, essentially, to just be like, okay, we need a tuna casserole, a uh, beef casserole, a... What what other casseroles are there? I don't, I'm not from I the mean, Midwest. I mean, a vegetarian casserole yes. wouldn't have gone amiss, but yeah. also it's northern Wisconsin, so I kind of understand that's not <laughs> going to happen. Vegetarian? That would have been odd for them. Yeah, they they probably wouldn't. They would probably would have panicked. But really, yeah. you, literally, you just need to put some broccoli in and some cheese, and you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not broccoli, cheese, potatoes. You'll be fine. Yeah, like you can't. It's not hard to replace the the meat. Mm, no, okay. no. I mean, it blows people's mind a little bit because I know I still get people asking me like, "What do you eat?" I'm like, literally everything that you eat, just minus the animal yeah. meat, and that they just can't grasp that and i'm like so you know you have spaghetti and meatballs i have spaghetti and meatballs but the meatballs are made out of something different and like their brain just they can't go, oh, okay fathom that no yeah oh i can't it's really funny though because meatball i personally love it <laughs> <laughs> it sometimes smells like salmon smells really good yes it does when it's cooking oh yeah like Ooh. oh my god it's the um basis. but that's like one thing to me that smells pretty good. Whereas the other things I'm like, ah, oh, they have pretty good substitutes. So like, I don't really miss it. I do miss, I mean, fish would be one yes. thing that I was like, oh yeah, if I could get a really sustainable fish thing, like, and then maybe, maybe, and then I'm just honestly can't be bothered to research that much. So there's, a lot of, like, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of what hurdles to leap over there that you can't really... <laughs> Too many uh, mental hurdles there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> the logic would be twisted <laughs> to get to that point. Mm. Honestly, didn't talk too much today, mostly because you can't. You can only talk so many times to your cat before your cat is like, oh, "All right, well, this needs to stop." Uh, <laughs> but also just because I didn't want to wear out my voice, but actually, yeah. it's doing really well. Yeah, so it was far, very so weird. Like Monday, it felt really good, but then I spent a lot of time up in the snow. Yay, we got oh, snow! Oh, really? Uh, That's exciting yeah, on the and mountain terrifying. Next to me. It's, it was really cool, and it was snowing really hard. Yeah, okay. and uh, I was happy that I brought warm things. I was like, "Wow, yeah." I was definitely not going to bring gloves or a hat today, but uh, you went I did. prepared somehow. Somehow, I just kind of yeah. thought, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I ended up in the snow today?" Like, yeah. did, not even thinking there would be snow, and, and that wouldn't have been I funny, did. really. To be honest, that would have been less. Than no, funny. it would have been more freezing than it was. You know, yeah, because you just yeah. it would have been a failure. Anyway, you were yeah. you were there. You were so you were you were was, near snow. I was yeah, I was pretty much better at that point too, yeah. but I like kind of rugged up a little extra cuz I was getting over the cold and I just I think maybe the cold air kind of messed with my throat a little bit and was like, "Oh, you could be sick." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, no, not again. Like this has been a week." Yeah. Like I'm so done. Like I was I, I know um, we didn't, I don't think we had a podcast last week, but no. honestly, I don't think I could. Have. You would have been at <laughs> death's like, door. Yeah, sitting was, sitting was a good feat last week. Um, <laughs> like standing and walking around for a couple days was like, yeah, I could probably do this. Uh, maybe I'll just sit again. Maybe I'll yeah. just snuggle up in bed. Like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm no longer have the plague. Uh, I'm That's no good. longer at death's door. So that's always. I fun. started looking at um, like the biggest natural disasters slash like uh, pandemics in human history. I don't know what got me started um, on that, but that's what I started looking at. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I was like, sure, Nick, we're going down this path now. And 
you know, stuff like looking at the Spanish flu and being like, okay, so it infected 500 million people and killed 50 to 100 million. And I'm just like, that's just a... And then as I'm going through it, like the Spanish flu, the plague, like the Black Death, all these other ones, China get got hit so many times just because there's so many people there. And then I just, I got to a point where I'm thinking to myself, Nick, I don't, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, <laughs> this is not what you want to be doing right now. We're on the cusp of flu season and you're thinking, okay, so what are the deadliest viruses and pandemics to have ever hit, you know, the human population? Not, not a good mindset to be in when that was coming around because <laughs> like we it's you know it's flu season now and it could get you know disastrous and i'm not gonna lie i did watch you know i've seen contagion i know how it works out these things can go oh, south yep. very quickly me too me too yeah there we go i did enjoy the movie i like have seen yeah oh my god in right. a while though yes yeah, i should actually re-watch it you know? yes um, um in a few so you scared time. yourself i did scare myself is all right there you go and apparently there's one of the odd ones that I found was um, being hit by uh, death by a meteor or like a like an asteroid or a, uh, an object from space. Oh, you so you actually went further than just bacterial and viral infections. You yeah. went, what else can kill me yes. at all? And okay. there hasn't been any actual official documentation like through a government or a body of people. I don't know what they are called. Uh, and or like NASA guess and um yeah but like 20 people i think got killed in some place at some point uh you know it would have been great if i actually sort of kept the the thing going i went on a i went on a journey last night i don't know why <laughs> but i did um the european colonization of the americas which is like this is depressing um Yep, yeah, what else was there? Oh, the list of wars and <laughs> anthropogenic disasters oh, by death toll. <laughs> I'm like, Nick, where are you going with this? I don't know where I was so, going, but... Oh, here we yeah, go. You just... Deadliest impact events, which is like a meteor shower or a meteor fall or stuff like that. And apparently oh, yeah. there was one okay. in China. In, uh, it's called the 1490 Chiangyang event. Uh, all these death tolls are unofficial. Uh, and 10,000 plus people died. So that was pretty depressing. Um, that's yeah. All right. So, I mean, if you're on that route, you might as well start looking up volcanic explosions. Well, there is that there. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Um, here we go. So so you were just on a, on a spiral, like a downward spiral of what could possibly happen to me and also hundreds of millions of other people. Everything, everything. You you were there. Everything was happening. Like I was looking at like the list of wars and stuff like that. And this is the worst. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but whatever. Um, so they have, this is just through Wikipedia and like all their, what's it called? Their, um, references and stuff like that. So, the European colonization of the Americas is a tough one to pin, pin down. Again, why am I looking through this, which would have been just depressing. Uh, the lowest estimate was like 8.4 million, and the highest was 138 million, which would make it the most devastating anthropogenic uh, disaster of all time. So yeah, I feel like it was probably higher. Yeah. Just uh, coming from what I... <laughs> happen to know it's crazy because a lot of it happened obviously through just humans being awful jerks yes but um some of it happened through like just introducing new bacteria and it just really makes you think like oh we're so global now that we all kind of share this yeah when you were 
originally going over to places like even a hundred even a hundred years ago, or even like yeah, yeah a hundred hundred twenty detrimental. Like when you know you take a look at World War One, that that got pretty devastating just because of that as well. Um, mm. And World War Two had their, that their highest estimate is one hundred and eighteen million. I don't know why the sixty million is highlighted, but it is. Um, but yeah, so that was where I my head was at. Um, oh. I yesterday. hope I hope me being sick didn't actually bring this on, but somehow I, just I get, feel it might have. I, yeah, it, it kind of did. I got fascinated <laughs> oh, by no. <laughs> no. I got fascinated with why, like, just like like numbers and like just the like what had actually befallen, you know, uh, mankind essentially over the last you know five thousand years. It was interesting that I just become one of the fallen yeah 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 you're just another you're just a statistic now really oh so god you better no get your will and we're just gonna have your funeral that's it we're done it's all over Oof. at yeah. least bring five tuna casseroles yeah <laughs> i'll make sure and i'll bring a vegetarian one just just so. oh, thank you <laughs> you can you can rest in peace knowing that you'll have i mean you can't have it but oh well mm. that's fine um i wanted to talk about the Australian election that happened a couple of weekends ago, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, I wanted Definitely. to. Yeah, I, I was interested to hear your perspective because you're not from Australia, but mm. you have a um, interesting government happening in the US, <laughs> to put it politely, and <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I can hear the air quotes happening right now. It is interesting. Like you, you must mm. admit it's. Uh, not a good kind of interesting. Well, it's always interesting to watch your government fall from democracy to total fascism, but you know. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I guess in five hundred years time. Do it from the <laughs> from the outside. Yeah. Five hundred years time. Yeah. Oh God. We'll, we'll know. We'll be fine. Um, yeah, I was wondering, like, if you had any thoughts on like how the election played out with the liberals. You know. Okay. Just a sidebar for a second there. So you know mm-hmm. how in Australia the liberals, which are the conservative side of government here um which is odd because it's they, they're the liberals so that name is yeah so, it always weirds uh, me out and yeah. their color is blue um and labor also weird also weird yeah and labor is red which is more on the, the left side of uh, government and in america um democrats are blue and republicans are, are red i was told that um uh, donald trump sort of sent a message i tweeted out a message like congratulating scott morrison for winning the election and i just thought to myself like, there's just no way he knew that there was an election on in australia uh, at any point and he didn't know who was the leader or who had won and i just imagine him sort of getting presented like images of like you know the liberals winning and stuff like that and being just dumbfounded and like kind of shocked at seeing like all that blue and being like, why did the Democrats win? I thought these guys were lib- like, weren't they on our side? And just his mind like exploding because the colors were different, like the opposite sides. <laughs> so that was an interesting thought. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah. What like did you have any thoughts about it when it when it came in? Because there was a lot of people bemoaning the uh, the result, and it did feel sort of like it echoed a lot of the stuff that happened in 2016 um yeah well obviously i am a resident but i'm not a citizen so i can't vote so admittedly i didn't do as much research as i would say in 
a U.S. election, which is a good thing. I want to be sure. It's always good to do it, research. Yeah, I always do research. Yes. I didn't do as much. I did a little bit. Obviously, I kind of know where I stand already. Yep. But it's always good to sort of read up on people. Um, it was, it was. Um, I actually didn't even go to the polls with Doug. I just kind of yeah. just went on a day that I was working, and I was like, yeah. oh, "Okay, cool. You've already done it." Um, and yeah, it always is a little bit. Sometimes when I'm not thinking, I do catch myself. I'm like, oh, liberal. I mean, labor. I'm, <laughs> and yeah, the colors actually. I was watching them. Co- the results come in, and the colors really threw me because obviously green is green. I'm like, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, there's so much blue. This is a good thing. And then I l- had to look at it, and I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, which is great because you know my favorite color is red. I'd really like to reclaim it. Yeah. Um. So that's it. Was a good thing for me. Um. Yeah, I admittedly stayed away from a lot of political campaigns. I don't, you know, I don't watch TV too much, so no. I do stay away from it there. Um, unfortunately, I was, I did have to hear a couple, you know, on the radio or yeah. on, the, on on YouTube if you watch a video or something. Um, it comes out. It was interesting to me that liberals got in because, but it, I guess it wasn't. It was interesting, but it wasn't super surprising when you look at kind of what's been happening because to me i thought everyone was agreeing that they were doing a pretty crap job um just in general yeah um and people kind of wanted to change and i was like okay well then it's probably going to change back and then you know like there's usually a bit of give and take there um yeah just because yeah like it's it's pretty normal to see stuff flip you want to change, and then you just kind of go radical to the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was obviously not surprised when I saw Melbourne voted green, and I was not not super. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's been and like I'm that for a while. Happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I was pretty, like, it was pretty normal t- to me that the cities would vote for Labor because um, it was pretty normal. But it was interesting to me how much I think scare tactics really played a role in this election because I feel that if there had just been like normal debates and normal commercials saying this is what I stand for it might have flipped but I think it was people were a little bit too scared and I okay I think I brought this up before um, but they've done a study uh, I'm trying to figure out this ah, I think it was at Yale yep and it was a psychology study. And basically, in a lab, they had a whole bunch of participants. And this, I promise this is going to come back to politics in a second. <laughs> um, we have a couple of hours so we can figure it out. Oh, perfect. Um, so, basically, what they, I think it was a while ago. They've probably been doing more more studies on it as well. Yeah. But, um in the lab, all you do to turn people a little bit more conservative while they're answering questions is you scare them. So you make them afraid of something, maybe make them afraid of losing their job, make them afraid of um, someone else taking their job, someone moving in and taking, like, basically what I think of as sort of our natural resources. So, like, for us, instead of food necessarily, it's probably more money because that's what we use (coughs) to get our food, that's what we use to get our water, our house, our blah, 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 blah. So maybe make them afraid of losing something like that. And they'll tend to vote more conservatively and answer questions more conservatively. Yeah. Well, I guess answer questions because it's a lab. But, like, you know, if I suppose they were scared enough, yeah, they'd vote that way too. But then they kind of also 
swapped it the other way and said a way that you can in a lab make people answer more liberally or you know in this case like labor wise but yeah. like progressively overall, <laughs> just, or, or towards the yeah, progressive yeah yeah um is by making them feel safer so that yeah really ans- that's that's like a big that's why scare tactics work so well when you're trying to make people vote a certain way because if you don't make them feel safe about something they're going to try and vote with you because you seem to have the answers whereas if the other people are sometimes trying to like they need to make people feel safer yeah and sometimes that's that's a lot harder to do i think than scaring people so um i'm i'm almost positive i've i've brought that up in the podcast before probably when we were talking about the u.s election yeah um, i think i feel you've touched upon that yeah but it was it was interesting to see because i know there were some of those things going on and although i had my hopes up i yeah i don't really know and the same thing is like you could do a giant scare tactic on climate change but that didn't seem to work for people as much because i think it's not as tangible to them yeah it's which not which is disappointing it, yeah <laughs> it's not something that affects people specifically now but it will it's but gonna. it won't yeah it's <laughs> oh, gonna it's gonna <laughs> um it's not gonna be stopping anytime soon but it was well, interesting like just sort of thinking of a couple of ads that i saw um, you know, not intentionally, but just because, you know, I'm on YouTube and that's where you see ads sometimes, um, mm. where the, the liberal, uh, coalition side was very much about, uh, the scare tactics and, and really kind of the aggressive, uh, approach to, uh, campaign ads and the labor side was a bit more like a softer approach and much more about like, this is what we're going to do for you. Uh, this is what we're going to give back to you in a way, whereas, uh, the coalition side was all about this is what either you'll lose or what um, labor will uh, take away from you if if you mm. uh, get that and look um, I, I it's you know a lot of people who vote vote voted for the coalition had very genuine concerns and and and, and a lot of it is predominantly economics uh, wise because they still have a lot of immediate issues there that just climate and climate change and, and and things that are sort of inner city stuff which is show that that does that does show a, a, a huge divide and, and, and something that i think um parties on the left still need to address is um so whereas the coalition does focus on people who aren't normally in those inner city suburb seats and stuff like that where you can gain those seats but you you, you lose the possibility of getting voters everywhere else who who have more immediate concerns um mm. and sometimes it becomes this balancing act because you don't think you you want to you you want to address those concerns but you also don't want to lose your base but then your base might be turning against you if you don't address those concerns elsewhere so you know the the coalition ran on a platform that was essentially just i'm not uh you know, we're going to, like, vote for Scott Morrison, not for the coalition. And he somehow managed to make that work and didn't really throw any policies into the mix, um, which can make things quite scary for people. Uh, that was terrifying. And that was was it terrifying to you, too, because <laughs> I've been getting all these spam calls and I actually didn't know where this work phone had gone. And I there found it. Was. But uh the election is over, Clive Palmer. You don't need to spam us yeah, anymore. Stop calling me. <laughs> it's done. It's over. 
So Clive Palmer trying to slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I just saw it as like very oily and greasy as he slides into your DMs. Ugh. I imagine he would be. Yes. Wouldn't you though? If you were going to slide into someone's DMs, he'd kind of oil up. Helps with the sliding. <laughs> yeah. Makes it less coarse on the body and the soul, essentially. I Ugh. makes it. Oh, I, a bad taste in my mouth. We mm. thinking of KFC for some reason, and that's that. It's great. Actually, but it no. You like a bad if you taste. dunked yourself in like a bucket of fried chicken and yes. like got the oil, because I know how Ooh. oily it is. Yes, I used it is. to eat at KFC. It's like, nice. it's yeah. But like if you spread that all over you, first of all, your pores are gonna hate you. <laughs> Second of all, much easier to slide into DMs. Yes, very much so. And you do smell mm. like KFC chicken, which. I mean, it it was pretty terrible after you have it, but it it smells really great. So yeah, especially if if you're inebriated, you're gonna love that smell oh, more because very I much feel so. like that's very much a thing. Especially at like two o'clock in the morning, if, if that's mm-hmm. the specific time you slide into the DMs with KFC chicken smell, you're golden. You're ready to go. You're set for life essentially, until you, yeah. you regret every moment of your life until that point. I mean, I already regret this. I, the, blah, blah, blah. I already regret this conversation. <laughs> Do you regret that sentence as well? I also regret yeah. that sentence. How did you know? <laughs> I could feel the vibe from that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so... That was my rewind. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like that. We're live now. We cannot get away uh. from it. it. Yeah, it was... So I voted for um, in the for the, the seat uh, for the House of Reps. I voted for the Reason Party. I voted for them in the in the state election as well. I don't know why I was nodding my head. Anyway, um, it's not a visual medium. No, I know. I'm aware of that. Well, am I aware of that? Ugh. I don't I, think you are. No, I don't think. I, well, it's like when I'm on the phone, and I'm sure I've said this many times. Like when I'm on the phone with with someone, I react as if I'm talking to them face to face. So, yeah, that's kind of do the same thing. Yeah, though. Uh, yeah. So I voted for the Reason Party. Uh, just because I like the way that they shape their policies and it's much more, it's what the, it's what labor and the greens probably should be, but they have other agendas. Um, and the greens have succumbed in a way to, in some ways to increase power. Um, but they sort of reached the ceiling at the moment. They've plateaued out over the last, uh, maybe six years, uh, ever since 2010, they really had a massive spike in, um, in votes and they got the seat in Melbourne. Um, Adam Bant, Brant. Is it D and T is like the last two letters of his name, which any, like just, I always find it weird when there's a DT, like at the end of a name, it just feels like, is it D or is it T? Bradanta. Bradanta. Adam of the Bants. Anyway. So he's been, he's been the, he's held the seat for nearly a decade now. And so the Greens won safely uh, here again. But yeah, like, I, I've always felt like the Greens kind of, they could say whatever they want when they were very much a minor party because they really had no responsibilities in a way. Like they, they never had to sort of face the real life consequences of um, actually influencing parliament, whereas now they do in some ways uh, in both a state level here. Well, I think, yeah, I think still a state level here and at a federal level, they've got, you know, a much bigger, uh, you know, canvas and, 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 and more popularity, but it's plateaued over the last you know six or seven years. Um, 
but yeah, like they, they, they're hamstrung by the increased awareness or exposure. Um, and that's why I just like, I kind of like the reason party in that they, they use data-based, um, research to develop policies and will, you know, have a lot of progressive stuff that, you know, is, you know, that you would normally tick off the boxes, like, you know, with, um, assisted dying, I think it is like euthanasia, um, you know, uh, having abortion legalized and everything like that, sort of being on the, on those sorts of side of things. Uh, but just a much less, you know, there's not as much, uh, baggage with it. There's just a very much Mm. a clear, concise, um, point of view, uh, that's very open, but also very willing to adapt and change. But that's, that's the advantage of being a minor party as well, is that you don't, you can kind of shape your party and evolve the, the way that it approaches policy without having to sort of deal with being popular yet. So we'll see how they go. They that might not, sense. they might not reach, you know, too far, but we'll never know. But, um, yeah, so but yeah, my vote sort of didn't count that much, I think, but you know, it's really hard because, and then in the Senate, I can't remember who I voted for. Uh, but I did my, I, like, I did my research, but I just forgot. Uh, I think it was two, in, oh, in, two independents. Um, but I made a mistake, uh, the first time around because I voted below oh, the line no. and I'm going through it. And I went to vote for, uh, my third and fourth choice as the, for the secular party, I think, um, who just sort of, they're like a one issue party. It, this, the Senate was really tough for me. Cause I'm like, there's no one here that I'm really interested in. Like they, there was like, yeah, the, these two guys and the secular party, there was a couple other ones that were sort of like democratic, like democracy driven. Um, like the, ma- the major parties I've never really been that fond of. Uh, and, but then there's like this whole group of like, you know, extreme right wing, side of things and it's just like can't i just clump them all into like one like last Uh, but i can't do that so like you know there's like from like vote 50 onwards like preference 50 onwards there's like a lot of like right wing stuff and i i am all for open dialogue with things but it's just clearly like there are limitations to my uh acceptance and tolerance of uh, right-wing ideologies when it becomes detrimental to the rest of humanity. And that's what I kind of got from that. And I didn't know how to like, I, like some of, I just had to put down a number for them, but I can't put down like the same number for them. So even though like, it'd be great to, you know, clump them all in together, I just couldn't. And that, that gave me a crisis of conscience, but I got to, I got to the third and What's fourth. What's the last terrible? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right. But I got to the third and fourth one and Instead of doing the secular party, I did... Oh, what did I do? Uh, like, I think I, I had something down here for it. Nope, that's not it. Give me one second. I will give you as many seconds as you need. I think that was three seconds. Well, uh, I, I bought you some time. Oh, You're welcome. Thank you. Can I... Is that refunded or... Uh, I'm, I'm actually just shouting you the time. Fantastic. Really. Awesome. I'm not even using a card or anything. Nice. Like, time is yours. You're literally shouting at me. 
about it. I'm literally, sh- well, I'm not, I mean, I could huh? shout at you. I could shout you time over and over again, but that, yeah. I think like that might draw the neighbor's <laughs> attention. And I just feel like I don't need don't to need deal that. with that on yeah. a rainy night. I don't, no, don't need fine. my neighbors coming over being like, are you okay? Time! Being like, well, no, but also I'm okay right now. Yeah. <laughs> In general, never. So. In general, I'm terrible, but for right now, these five <laughs> seconds, actually, I've been having a great time. Fantastic. Um, okay, so I think instead of the secular party, I I think it was the Great Australian Party or what was it? There was there was one like Citizens, like there was one that was like extremely right wing, and again, like the, when people say right, like extremely right wing, there's always like a like a it depends on like what their version of right wing is. And I feel like sometimes if you're very, very super progressive, your anything right wing is just someone who's like slightly just on your right, but who's also super left. But these guys were like right wing to the point of like, I think they're actually going to kill like minorities. Um, they like want Gilead right now. Yeah. And I, and I think it was that. Right. And, and I accidentally put them down as my third and fourth oh, preference. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, you fucked up. I did. Oh, you fucked up. And like, there oh, were, God. I had hot flushes and I was like, what do I do? This is it. Democracy is ruined. Um, all going through my head. <laughs> all because of your one ballot. Yeah. So like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I've destroyed democracy. Uh, that would make sense to me. I feel like I would be like, somehow it would just, the the blame would be fall, like fall onto me. I, did, I, I, I would I be would, delighted yeah, to blame like, you. I would just screw it up somehow. Uh, but honestly, you can't blame yourself for the fall of like humanity in general. Yeah. But like you could try. Yeah. Anxiety wise, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely in the depths of ex- an existential crisis at that point. And, but you know, all I had to do was just change my paper uh, and then get a new one. And that's what I did. But I was trying oh. to make sure that I, yeah, like, because in my head, like, do I rub it out? I can't rub it out because there's no way to rub it out. Do I, uh, do I cross it out and be like, actually, this isn't where it's supposed to be? And I'm like, no, I can't write and all that. that. Would- I couldn't write all that down. <laughs> uh, so, but it does tell you clearly that you can just simply replace it. But there's a sense of like taking it back and like getting a bit of like judgment from the, you know, the AEC officials, you know, being like, you done fucked up, dude. And you're like, yeah. I did. <laughs> I did fuck up. You're a uh, goddamn adult. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty now. Do you not know how to put? And you're still like, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to put numbers in the box. Like, did you not pass kindergarten? It's like I barely passed it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. So, but all was well, and I managed to do it all over again and did all the eighty-two ones. Um, but yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it's a satisfying experience to be honest, to, uh, you know, uh, enact my, uh, democratic, you know, power. Responsibility. Or responsibility. I think is what yeah. Going for and your responsibility as a citizen. Yeah. And having a vote count in its, you know, in a minuscule way, but it, it's not about just me. And that's the thing that's what I find it interesting is that it's hard for us to, um, on, on, on all different sides of politics in, in some level or another to, uh, consider beyond oneself and, and not, and, or, or, or one's own, I guess, beliefs in, in some ways to sort of see how your vote can affect, uh, the change and, 
it's hard for people to do, I think. And, you know, because that means that there's a, there's a lot more research to be involved. And that's one of the, the, the terrifying things is that just this, we're just so busy and we get, uh, flooded and overwhelmed by so many different things that the last thing we want to do is, you know, talk about or, or, or discuss or research like what parties, you know, policy platform is or, or, or what, what they intend to do with their preferences or how they're going to uh, vote in the Senate or in the House of Reps. You know, you don't want to, you know, go down that rabbit hole, even though it would actually be a really great idea to do that, uh, just so that you know kind of like what you're getting into when you do vote for, you know, your... Absolutely. Your representatives, you know, for you know the, the direction and future of of the country, and you know, Australia went with the coalition, and like I, I get it that it was a surprise to me, uh, just simply because of how things were kind of tracking. It's not so much that I didn't have a dog in the fight; it's just that I, I just it just felt like you know. The coalition had changed leaders, which is the death knell, essentially, uh, this day and age. Although then I realized that, oddly enough, that uh, every time the coalition had changed their leadership, when Malcolm Turnbull uh, did the coup on Tony Abbott, he won his election. And then Scott Morrison did the same thing after he uh, axed Malcolm Turnbull. So like the liberal, like the coalition seems to win but the Labor government seems to have lost because, um, well, I sorry, sorry, they 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 lost that they uh, Gillard won when she uh, took over from uh, Kevin Rudd. I, just, I was like Paul Rudd. No, that wasn't him. No one, <laughs> no one would ask Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. No one, no would, one ever would do ask that. Paul Rudd. Ask Paul. If you ask Paul Rudd, you're just a dick. Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. I don't care your political preference. No, you can't he, just ask Paul Rudd. He cannot do that. That uh, man is too sweet. He tries he so hard. He really does. Even though he likes, he's like he a. He likes tacos. He likes tacos. He's just he's just happy to be here. He has no idea what's he going is on. He's Ant Man. He is Ant Man. He definitely is Ant Man. He definitely like, is. He can't. Anyway. Um, um. But yeah. So I have a question yes. for you, actually. Go ahead. Uh, it's because it is really. Um, Interesting, and thank you for sharing with us uh, how you voted. You did not have to, but thank you That's regardless. Okay. Um, and I, I sort of, because I kind of get it. And um, from from my knowledge of the parties, um, those seem like pretty reasonable choices. Oh, do you see what I did there? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Too, so too bad this is, um, you know, not at the end of the podcast. We could have just ended it right I there. Mean, yeah. <laughs> We're done. I, I can bring it back. So, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. We're done. Um, so, obviously, in the U.S., there's a difference here in that there are two main parties and there are a lot of third parties, like yes. the green parties in there. Um, and I love the idea of the third parties, but it's kind of an unspoken rule that you need to start the third parties from local government and then just obviously pick the lesser of two evils yeah. because you know one or one or two of like I don't think there's ever been a president besides George Washington that was unaffiliated with one of the big two parties because literally after he left and said hey okay don't no like don't form two parties or yeah, you guys yeah. will be fucked and then yeah, we were like so I heard form two parties 
and hate everyone else. I, that's what I heard. Do you think that's what George was saying? And everyone else was like, yes, that's sure. what George was saying. That's Definitely. literally the last things Americans agreed on, besides be awful to everyone who, like, isn't from Europe and even some Irish people. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing. But just um, because you voted for some smaller parties, do you feel that has more significance because you're able to number them instead of just, like, re- literally just filling in a, a bubble like we do? Like, you guys get to actually pick, so this is my preference, but if they don't get in, this is my next preference kind of thing. Yeah. Because it seems like it does. Because it's the thing, like, w- with the, the U.S. system, it's first past the post. So, like, there's no kind of th- – th- it's just very binary, you know, so yeah, it's almost like those votes that – went the other way just don't count at all um which makes it very like black and white when it, and and not as i guess layered or as consensus building whereas mm. yeah with with our system which it's still imperfect and it's very difficult i guess sometimes and i, I find a great difficulty with it as well when it comes to like understanding preferences and where they go and who's who's agreeing to preferences for from which party to other to the other party, I just it does create a better, more well-rounded sense of what the electorate is, who who the electorate is voting for. You know, you you, you get even though yeah, like you know, I guess people in, in labor and 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 whatnot are clearly. Uh, devastated that they lost um especially because it all seemed like they were supposed to win but it it does just give you a more i guess honest sense of the electorate and how it feels and um you know be you know even if that does mean that a lot, a lot of it might be manipulated by how parties um convey their message through advertising and whatnot but it just it just seems like you you get a better understanding you get uh, you get more of like you get more of a say you get more of a voice mm. not not that it not that i'm saying that it's completely you know uh, equal in that in that way but it just there's more opportunity for that and i think yeah, that's always the like best that. kind of you know platform to to start off with where at the very least is a system that is built for opportunity it just needs to be enacted in the right way. Uh, and we don't always get that right, but I just, that, that's why I always feel like, I, I just, this is, watch me eat my words here later on. But <laughs> I, that's why I've always felt like, even though, you know, we do have a left and a right wing and, and, and you know, people are concerned about the conservatism of this government. And, and you know, you have a lot of extreme right wing with um, Fraser Anning and, uh, Pauline Hanson's party and everything like that, and uh, Clive Palmer, who's just an imbecile, and <laughs> you know, and you've got you know extremists. You've got like the 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 uh, Australia First, but you got a lot of different things. Um, and I'm sort of hesitant to sort of call them out just because I don't want to have, give them any press, no matter how many or how little people actually listen. But you you do I I think the system that we have keeps it in check relatively, so you don't get you know a extremist ideology on either side kind of festering into the middle of politics or the part like, oh, that middle ground of the political spectrum and it just gives us that balance so even though yes we we, we are slightly more we have we are slightly more conservative at the moment it's just not in 
it's not even close to the conservatism that you see in the US or in parts of South America or, or, or in parts of Europe. Um, it just seems like there's just still that it's, it feels like a safety measure, a, a, a stop, uh, not a stop gap, a, uh, what's that word? We'll just call it a safety measure. Um, <laughs> that allows. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you're going for, but I will call it a safety measure yeah. if you're happy with that. Uh, with a um, system that allows more of a, uh, a widespread, uh, a, sp- a spreading out, I guess, of people's um, ideas or, or people's sort of like uh, their their what they prefer, what their preferences are. Which is interesting because I'm not actually sure. Hmm. It's it's sort of disheartening to see both results, obviously, but then um, the reason we got the government that we have is because we have an electoral college that is just frankly not like it's very it's not great primitive yes no no and and this the same thing is like well that gives you know for i'm, I'm gonna pull out random numbers here but it, it might give someone from montana like 150 percent more of a vote than someone in say california which yes. isn't great but that's obviously an issue that we have to sort out so i'm not it's almost like well it sucked, but the reason that it's it's like if we if we took the popular vote, we would have a great <clears throat> oh, not not done with the sickness yet. We're good. <clears throat> Dead. <laughs> um, so let's start over. Here we go. If the U.S. had taken their popular vote, yes. we would have a decent government right now. Whereas, like, you guys took what everyone was actually thinking so i'm like almost thinking that this one's more disheartening because this is what people are actually thinking yeah like, that's oh, a good well, point that's kind of <laughs> that's a bit disappointing yeah. like at least we can blame ours on our really shitty like ways to vote yeah and, like the majority of people were like kind of like oh yeah we should probably not have a giant orange just cheeto running yeah. the white house because he'll get cheeto dust all over everything and, and it's a white house so why would you want that very tough to get that out um, yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I I do understand that um, as much as I love labor or greens, like, I guess individual people, you can't really start thinking about climate change if you don't know where you're, where you're going to next feed your kids, like, if you yeah. don't have, so I, I understand that, and I think that's why the fear kind of works really well, um, yeah. and I guess if, Honestly, to me, it would be really great if we could fix those issues. I understand that to keep the fear there, you're not actually going to fix the issues that people are, like, you're just going to continually keep that fear. But I feel like if you could start fixing social justice issues, you could really, they kind of go hand in hand, you know? And this has been, I'm not the first person to make this, like, obviously, much smarter people than me have already (laughs) made this connection. Yeah. Um, I'm just echoing it and saying, yeah, it kind of makes sense that, Although I am very concerned about the environment and obviously, you know, working in a natural environment all the time. I, I care a lot about the animals yeah. and the plants and I think people do, but yeah, it's like they can't see that happening before their very eyes and there's definitely more personal pressing issues that people may have. So I do understand that. Yeah, like and, the, and, and yeah. you know, it's like it's tempering that um – the zeal and the and the enthusiasm and the the very real consequences that will happen with climate change and 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 a lot of social issues as well. But my, honestly, like I, I sort of feel like climate change sort of trumps a lot of other things now, just because of the 
how close it is, <laughs> even though we can't feel <laughs> yeah. it, but it's it's coming closer. Uh, but, you know, tempering that to, to actually the everyday kind of issues that people face. So it's not so much that people who didn't vote Labour or, or you know, people who did vote for the coalition were saying that they don't believe in climate change or anything like that. It's just they, they can't have that on their radar where when things are, you know, probably tougher for them anyway. So why, you know, it, it, it creates this sort of thing where it's like, well, these people are saying that I don't know any better just because I'm trying to, you know, keep myself in, in employment or, or like, you know, my farm is screwed up, so I need this help from here and I can't, you know, deal with, uh, you know, how, like these small towns are, you know, being washed away essentially just because no like there's no economy out there for it and that that that's a powerful thing and you can't it, it's hard to reconcile that with like well actually you need to think about climate change as well it's like i would like to mm. but i would also like to have a paycheck and that, yeah. that and that's a whole other thing where it comes like a system built up where that's sort of like the main priority which isn't i'm not saying that's a bad thing or, or whatever but it does make it difficult because you are very much you know narrowing your field of vision or concern and that's what i was you know talking about earlier was it's hard for people to extend themselves beyond their concerns and think yeah, what which what is would be best we for the country yeah. yeah and 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 i think that's a that's i, I don't want to simplify it to this but i i think it a lot of it does come down to the fact that there's 25 million people. I mean, we're not the biggest democracy at all, but 25 million people is a lot. Uh, and that that means that you, you yes, you have... America's laughing at you right now. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. Oh, 25 million people, so many. And then India's like, <laughs> sweet yeah, summer Yeah, India's like, hold on, son. <laughs> 900 million people um, who could vote, uh, not just... But anyway, uh, but yeah, but even then, like that's but that's the thing. Like you have two hundred million people, or two fifteen, or however much in, in America who are eligible to vote. Uh, I think there's like ten or eleven million people here who are eligible to vote. It might be even more than that, actually. Uh, in India, you got nine hundred million people el- eligible to vote. But just like let's take out like the, their entire populations, and it's just yeah, like it's you, you have a vast amount of people, and it means that you're going to get just a fragmenting of ideas and concerns and it's then hard to blanket them all together and put them under one umbrella because they're just so much they're so much more varied and there's it's just you know you could take anyone from you can pluck ten thousand people from one from each different part of australia and they might have completely different viewpoints on things and and what their primary concerns are and why they would vote for this and not for that and that's true that makes it really hard i will say if your primary is concerned is just because you're a racist, then fuck you. I'll say that. <laughs> Hashtag punch a Nazi today. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely that's, a... That's not... No. I can't forgive that. No, but I, like I, if you're like, oh, I'm poor and I need to... Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Fine. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, if you're slightly... If you're racist and like... Yeah, that's probably... I draw Actually, the line do you there, know, definitely. If anyone is like worried about migration taking jobs, which I guess like... A, don't be racist, but B, I guess you could be worried that your job is in danger. Like, then you should be worried about climate change because literally that is fueling some of the biggest 
feuds right now. Like it's no Mass longer migration just as religion. Well. It's also yeah, like it's also just some of these places are unlivable, and it's and going that to is continue fueling to be a lot way. of. Yeah, so that's just going to make things worse. So honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, so. regardless of because there was an interesting thing that Scott Morrison said in the debate. I think the final one about how he's not going to compromise uh, the economy with uh, a, you know a expensive climate change policy and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, like uh, I, I get where he's coming from, but. At the end of the day, that's not going to matter because climate change is essentially the economy anyway. Um, you, you know, in five years' time, six years' time, ten years' time, twelve years' time, that's it. Like, it's going to affect the economy regardless. So you need to deal with it. And mm. and that's one of the, the issues with having a three-year term as for a government. You, you kind of always are in re-election mode. And so you can't really be forward thinking because as well, like everything is so diametrically opposed and, and partisan these days that people like, on, like the opposition will always, and I, don't, I don't mean like labor and this is, but I just mean in general, an opposition will just say no, just simply because they are on the another side of the aisle. And even though the policies might be good and encouraging, they're just not going to say yes, because it's not, going to help them get reelected even though that might actually help the people of the country that they're supposed to be you know fighting to have a better future for so that doesn't help you know the future of the country when those things are basically just dismissed because that doesn't make you incredibly happy wow yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> makes me so happy yeah i love it so, yes. what's more fun than, you know, considering the potential destruction of Western civilization? Actually, no, just Honestly, I do that so often that, like, it doesn't even matter. I mean, I was there yesterday, so. Yes, you were, you were actually, you were deep. a step ahead of me. Like, I was. That, was, that was big on the morbid, mor- morbidity. The morbidity scale? I can't do the things today. No, you cannot. Quick, change the subject. We understand people are different, yes. but uh, we should all get together uh, to help the earth. But I'm still disappointed. And humanity be there. better, and you should love your earth, yes. and you shouldn't be a racist because that would, that means you're dumb. Excel, uh, um, accelerate your fellow men. Um, accept, ooh, <laughs> accept your accelerate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Just like kind of imagining, like go into sixth like gear with your just, fellow man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How good is that? <laughs> How good is that? Seriously. We need that to happen. Okay. Game of Thrones. Ah. You didn't watch any of from four season four to season eight. So let's pass on that. So I really have <laughs> not a lot to say. Um, I will say that I kind of know things. I'm not willing to say things because there are people in my house that have not seen anything and I don't want to say anything how but i you, will how did how did you ruin it for yourself yourself I, I would like to know that oh yeah okay you want to know that story yeah. okay so i actually have been really good about like staying off of facebook not even for those kind of reasons literally just because i feel like tech that uh, it's become a really toxic place um and i just you know i don't really want to 
part of that i'm just like eh, yeah maybe we won't um which is fine yes uh yeah so i was scrolling on facebook and i obviously have a lot of friends who share memes because they're funny people and i love them to death and i sh- i you know follow some pages that share memes and i had started seeing some endgame memes so i was like okay that that's fair and then just out, kind of out of the blue i just saw this meme and like it was Ooh. funny but at the same time i just like ruined the end for myself <laughs> and i was like oh god and then i had this like sort of like an existential crisis moment for some reason where I was like, oh God, I know the end now. But then my logical side of my brain came back and said, you're on season three. You don't even like, this isn't even your favorite series. You literally started watching it because your friends were watching it. You don't even love it that much. Like there's only a couple characters that you're like, shit, yeah. And the other ones you're like, I, can we get back to the other characters? Like you're not that invested in it. And I was trying to talk myself down and I was like, yeah, but now I'll always know and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and I've ruined it for myself. And then I was talking to my friend and she's like, what? Wh- but why? Like you said, you were going to read the books anyway. So you're going to know what happens anyway. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And she's like, you're not even, like I said, not even that invested. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little invested. I like dragons, but like, yeah. But whatever. you're not going um, to be doesn't like, everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, I. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, when are you going to get around to it? Well, exactly yeah. and I mean I will never forget it personally because I have like a memory that will not let me forget it so yeah. I know it's it's ruined I know I'll know but at the same time my friend made a very good point and she said how many times do you go back and reread or rewatch really good books or movies and yeah. I said oh a lot because I know what I like and she said don't you like looking for foreshadowing and noticing small details and doesn't that make it better and I was like oh my god it does make it better yeah. so she's like well just use that to your advantage. So you know some things that happen, but you don't know how they happen. And yeah. I guarantee there's like some some cool stuff in there. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So it's better now and I'm fine. And uh, I just think it's actually quite funny now because of course I would see something that was dumb. Like, of course I would be like, oh, that's what happens. Yeah. Good. This is what everyone has that's been talking good. about. And now I know it without any context. And, yeah. Like yeah. I just, I, I didn't have to agonize over like everyone else was waiting for all this this stuff to you know happen and be like oh yeah i just can't wait for the next week and i'm just like whoops but you just stumbled into the (laughs) hole that was the finale and i didn't even do anything but now you know you just save yourself hours and hours of entertainment really yeah which isn't the best but you know that's what it is i yeah because i i've spoiled a couple of things for myself most pointedly for me was when i um um in the skyfall james bond film oh uh, no you spoiled that one yeah i went onto the wikipedia page for some reason um, oh god why'd you do that you know well just that's i don't know thing. i don't know why that's you i don't know why i put it i, I like it was before like the, the movie must not have um like it must have come out or had was about to come out in the UK. Oh, that's such a bummer. And I yeah. just went to, I don't know. I, I I don't know why I went on there. And it sort of said, it's okay. um, you know, it, it said, uh, it stars Daniel Craig, blah, 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 blah. And then, do you know what happened in it? You've seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually then, know what happened yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And then, so <laughs> okay, cool. And then, um, 
And then it's, you know, it says like, yeah, Daniel Craig, uh, Javier Bardem, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Judy Dench in her final role as him. I'm like, oh, oh no. Why would you even say that? That's such a terrible thing for Wikipedia yeah, to like, say. Right at the like, start, like in that first sort of like couple of paragraphs before you get through oh, into, the, into the content. So that hurt when I... But Every in my Bond fan would go into that trap, though. Yeah, but in my head, I was yeah. like, "Oh, maybe she's going to retire," and she's like, "That's not going to happen." And then, as the movie kept going, mm. I'm like, "Oh no!" But it was still, like oh, it was still no. one of the best movies I saw that year, and like it's probably like the best, most fun, like best Bond film around. Uh, so I'm I had no qualms with it, but it it does there is a moment of just like it crushes me when I realize that I've watched uh, spoiled myself and. Yeah, so, but you know, you're like your friends, right? Like it, it deepens the experience when you see, when you already know what's going to happen and you watch something again. Like, for example, That's Endgame. True. So, hey, uh, <laughs> let's spend two hours on that. Uh, yeah. Um, How many times have you seen Endgame now? Still only Be three honest. times. Uh, I think I'll go still. S- yeah. Oh, I might go see it uh, next week. Uh, there's, there's plenty there of movies. It's still in now. theaters. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be going huh. for a little while. Yeah. Um, no, have I, you seen Detective Pikachu yet? I did. Remember, we talked about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see I John Wick three? No, because something no. happened. I don't know. <laughs> because I, because I was sick. Oh, was, that's I was right. Yeah. So terrible. No excuse. To not give it to anyone. <laughs> oh my god. But also, I don't think they would have wanted me because literally, when they told me about John Wick three, I thought they were talking about the other. Oh yeah, that's right. What did you think Keanu it was? <laughs> So I thought it was Constantine, (laughs) which is where he, like, is fighting demons and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I've only ever seen the first one. There must be another one of that. And I liked that well enough. But the only two roles that I ever see Keanu Reeves in is Constantine and The Matrix. That's the only two things I ever think of. So obviously that was what I was like. This is clearly all he has done in 25 or 30 years of acting. They just told me it was an action movie, so I was yeah. like, well, it's not The Matrix. It's got to be Constantine. <laughs> but I didn't know the the name for Constantine. I just knew that he was a random guy. And I was like, His well, name is it. Constantine. John Constantine. Oh, actually, his first name is John. So that kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Of course. So I was, uh, I was that assuming mistake. that that was um, what the movie was. Definitely. And so I just start kind of talking to my friend about like, oh yeah, hang on. And he's like, have you seen one and two? And I was like, well, I haven't seen two, but I have seen one. And I start explaining the movie to him. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, this. so let me stop you quick. This isn't John Wick. What are you talking about? And then I had to look it up. I was like, Google searching Keanu Reeves demon exorcism and i came up with the movie <laughs> title and now my google history like is really weird because i was just trying to find the name of this movie so uh yeah i haven't turns out i haven't seen any of the john Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad so, yeah but oh it's just that was on a very yeah. i think that was the same day that i accidentally ruined game of thrones for myself so, you were on a roll you know, it was, it was point, a good day yeah. i was on a roll yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I've had that before. I, I I do fear when I walk into a cinema that I've gone into the wrong cinema before a movie starts. Ah. And I felt like that way when I went to go see John Wick because there was so much traffic. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be late, and I was late, and oh, no. I rushed in, and there was just like the last like bits of previews or something. And I'm like, am I in the right cinema? I don't even. Thank God for th- previews. Am I right? Yeah, and that's, um, that saved me on more than one occasion. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. 
And um, and then I I was like, okay, I don't want to step out. I'm just gonna have to wait and see. But then if I'm here for a little while <laughs> longer and there's more previews happening, then I might not know if this if I'm in the right theater. And then John Wick three might be playing in another theater, and it's just playing, and I don't know what's going on. So I was in that uh, conflict with myself until. The title came up and it was John Wick 3. I'm like, yes, thank God. So you don't read on the outside of the theater when it's clearly stated. No, it, I did see it, but <laughs> I knew it said it said five, and I went into like so I like my thing said Cinema Five, so I'm like, hey, Cinema Five, but like five and six were kind of close together, and because I was uh, in such a rush, I wasn't sure if I had like missed the five entrance and would just went straight into the six. But no, I managed to. That's fair. Managed to get in, so we're all good. But you did it. You nailed it. You I know nailed what? it. That is that is a good a good time. And did you like it? Did you like John Wick three? Have you seen one and two? I have seen. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Speed, and I, but I haven't seen Speed two, so I was a little bit unsure about what was going on. But um, yeah, I that, that was, wait. That I think was, I've seen Speed. Yeah, is that what that was another Keanu Reeves Jason film? Jason Statham. <laughs> Wait. Speed two. No, speed is with Keanu Reeves on. and Sandra Bullock. I what? tried to make a Keanu Reeves. They trip. were in a movie together. Crank is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's fine. They're okay, that's close. fine. Jason Patrick. Uh, there's, there is a Crank too, yeah. though, but I haven't seen that one. So that this is the second yeah. time that's. There oh, is a, okay. there is a Speed two. It's called Speed Two Cruise Control, and it has Sandra Bullock in it, and it also has Jason Patrick in it. So it, oh, is this the boat thing? Yeah. The boat's not really... The boat that won't stop. Yeah. Then they, like, also have a bus that won't stop, but they also have a train that won't stop, question mark? So the bus is in the first one, which is really great, because it's, like, fun and exciting and, like, really great action mm. and everything in Sandra Bullock's, like, amazing and Keanu Reeves' Keanu Reeves. And then, How would you not hit something in that bus? Be honest. Oh, they like, hit, man, they hit many... The bus, just, they hit many things in that bus. Just they so would have stopped. I can't... Well, it's a movie. It's they, no. they they there's no way they couldn't have, but they they My did. My suspension their best. of disbelief is too. That's where you're. That's where it gets. I'm difficult for you. Yeah. Um, I'm also having a hard time believing that Keanu Reeves is in anything except for Constantine <laughs> and The Matrix. So. Well, he's also true. in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and uh, well, I did yeah. know that one, but I've never seen yeah. it. As he's you a, probably guessed. He's in. Is he Bill or is he Ted? He's Bill. Okay, no, he's Ted. Sure? Oh, God. Let's... What a twist. That's very <laughs> twisty. Uh, he is Bill. I'm going to say. He is Bill? For sure? Uh, I don't believe you. He's Ted. Ah, there we go. I was just looking it up, but there we go. <laughs> Finally got there. Um, yeah, so he's in, he's in many more movies than... Constantine and the Matrix, just so you're aware of of that. But where was I going with that story? Yeah, I did enjoy it. I thought it was. I have. I had seen the first two, and this, and this one uh, begins immediately after the the, the second one. Um, and it does open up for a sequel, which they actually already have announced, like a fourth film. There's gonna be a four. Yes, this is. It's a hugely successful series now. Um, but they are, yeah, I, I, it's a really fascinating world. It's a really, you know, it's got great action in it. Counter is fantastic as John Wick. Like it, it, 
he plays that kind of character really well. Like, he's obviously doesn't have the biggest range, but there's a gravitas to him and, like, a presence to him that I think owes a lot to, like, him being in The Matrix. So is there, there's that kind of legend about Keanu Reeves as well that mm. that is infused into not just this film, but the other two John Wicks. And, yeah, there's a dog in it as well, which is really great. And that's fantastic. There's lots of action. It's feels over long and i think that's what happens when you get a bigger budget they they sort of threw a lot more into it but they didn't really i guess let things percolate if that makes sense they kind of really mm-hmm. just go from percolate. one thing to the next oh, i love that word and oh, i just <laughs> it's like a moist i don't yeah i'm not sure well, i'm fine with moist i just percolate i don't know okay there's something yeah uncomfortable about that yeah uh yeah yeah, so i it's a rather enjoyable film i think you would enjoy all three of them do you know what happens in them okay kind of because i think i would also enjoy it because uh my friend i i kind of asked him a question and or maybe it was you and basically i said is this just like taken and they said no it's like taken well, it's like Taken, but the daughter is a dog. And I went, that is a relatable character right yes, there. Yes, that is pretty just much to, it. Just to basically kill an entire army of hitmen for a dog yeah. is like, you can, you can relate to this guy. Yeah, there was no point where I'm thinking, that's not realistic at all. I'm like, yep, that makes perfect sense. I would, I would too. I like, would. If I were a hitman and someone took my dog, even to hell, if I, what, if I was me and someone took my dog, <laughs> I would... Do the same thing. You've done this before, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) This is Uh, is a part of your life, yeah. Well, I mean, I would definitely do it for my cat, but I just feel like no one would kidnap my cat because she can be a real jerk when she wants to. Yeah, what are you going to get out of that? But like, yeah. It's too much effort. You don't want my cat. (laughs) She loves me and she loves Doug and she, that's, that's it. That's the extent. She kind of likes my family. She kind of likes Doug's family. She... Like, like some of my friends that come over and then like, yeah, if you are a mailman or like a, someone to fix something in the house or just, yeah, like just don't even, nah, she's going to judge you so hard. Don't make eye contact. And don't attempt to converse with the cat. Just do the thing that you're supposed to do and then move on from the house. Yeah. And, and don't like, don't wonder if she's judging you because she is. And, you know, she's just sort of standing, like she's always across the room. So no matter where you are in the room, she'll be across from you. <laughs> Um, Even if she's right she next move. to you. <laughs> no, she will move yeah. to be across from you. <laughs> I've seen it happen, and it's the funniest damn thing. And every now and then, she will grace you with walking up to you and sniffing you, and then she will be across from you again. <laughs> you must embrace and appreciate those moments, and then she you, will yes, yes. return but to the But do not embrace her, her. No. or you will, I mean... Yeah. She has, she does claws. have claws. She will scratch right. and yes, yeah. Actually, she needs, she needs her nails clipped. Yeah, uh, that is, that is a me. That's a, problem. that's a you problem. Yeah, I don't think it's a me problem. Yeah. I feel like I'm. Uh, I don't need to think outside of myself in that respect. I don't think that's uh, something I have to concern myself with at this point in time. Yeah, in my no, life. no. But you know when, like, when it's an. You know, if your nails get too long and you're like scratching yourself and you accidentally scratch yourself on the face a little bit too hard, like that's her 
with me because yeah. she's playing. Oh. But then it's like, oh, God, I can't <laughs> retract them. Oh, God. So <laughs> and, then, she's... and then you're like, oh, okay. So you're her, time. but her nails are in you. So that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah, okay. basically. Like, that sounds fantastic. If that makes sense, yes. Yeah. So basically, I'm John Wick is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes perfect Thank sense. Thank you for coming to my yeah. TED <laughs> I'm glad we got to that point in this in this entire oh. conversation um yeah so i yeah saw it it was it was fine like i don't know there's just i see a lot of movies so a lot of it a lot of them get bunched together into they're they're totally fine and enjoyable and i enjoy discussing them for sure like especially mm. if someone on the other line had also seen it but Anyway, uh. I see, I hear, I, I feel, I, wow, so many senses going on. I feel, let's go with that. I feel lots of shade yes. coming my way. Yeah. I Like I as threw if a, a tree were lumbering yeah, towards me. I threw me. a canopy over you. Um, wow. A rainforest wow. canopy, which uh, are slowly lumbering. Dying. Oh my God, yes. I'm funny. <laughs> wow. I didn't even mean that That one. was fantastic. That was great. Uh, let's put that at the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I come to this sort of like acceptance that there's just so many films that I'll see that some of them like kind of blur together, but it's always good to like, just discuss even those ones just be like with other people, just because you start to remember more of it and you sort of pick out sort of like what might've been enjoyable for and really dig into a film more. Like when we watched like Detective Pikachu, it was good to sort of like, um, (laughs) you know, just sort of, like, talk about it and have, like, different perspectives on those sorts of things, even though, like, for me, like, I'll watch a lot of other films that are going to be in that kind of quality range from for myself, but I know that it's, it's always great to, like, talk to someone who, like, really enjoys the film because, like, oh, okay, so, yeah, that's, it just, it's better to have a different, like, get a different perspective on something, uh, which I guess is pretty much goes for pretty much everything, um, uh, in, in, yeah, in probably, life experiences. Most likely. Uh, but I just, um, I just do it with film yeah. at, this, at this point in time. But, uh, yeah, but that's, that's true. But yeah, so I also went to the opera with Rose. How, okay. Which opera Tuesday. and how did you like it? And let's discuss your irrational fear. Uh, <laughs> I keep forgetting what the opera is. What? It was Cosi Vantute. The okay. Mozart so, one. An Italian which, one. Yes, oh, yeah. an Italian right. one. Yes. Well, you know, of Perfect. Course. And well, I know he was from Vienna, but still. Yeah, he, or, or rather, he was from uh, Innsbruck, I think. But anyway, he was Austrian. But where, they could all write, whatever. They could all where, write in, like, different languages. Anyway. <clears throat> where was he from? Anyway. He, well, I went to his home where he was born. When in I Salzburg. Went to Austria. Salzburg, Salzburg, that's the one. That's okay, it. I went to Innsbruck and Salzburg, so there was a 50-50 chance I'd get it wrong. Yes. But uh, that works for me because, you know what? He spent a lot of his time in Vienna, so whatever. It was it was part of the Holy whatever. Roman Empire at that point in time. As Vienna well. was a was a happening time. Yeah, it seemed like it was place, where things rather. were. That's, that's where things were happening. Vienna was popping. Yeah, it was popping. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the New Orleans of, of uh, you know, Baroque Europe. So yeah, minus like the really good food and culture. And I mean, there was culture, but like plus all the disease and yes. sexual and syphilis, yeah, I'm like assuming. the pox and like the the white makeup to hide the pox and yeah, yeah. it was it was and no shampoo, so no 
of shampoo. Yeah, but you had wigs, so like, who even cares, you know? Yeah. They took better care of their wigs than they did their regular hair. So I don't think they had hair because of the, the pox. <laughs> diseases. <laughs> You're just going to blame everything on the pox. Yes. Okay. A pox on thee. Uh, I mean, you did just research like I did, six yeah. hours into the pox. Yeah, so. I can't not see that. Um, yeah, so that was what, that's what uh, Rose and I saw. And it was really enjoyable. Uh, I still haven't quite grasped the, I guess, the the rhythm and the the sensibilities of opera just yet in terms of like, I do enjoy opera music when I'm listening to it, but sort of watching it is a different experience, obviously. But it's, you know, it's, you know, even just like, like I just learned one more thing last, like, you know, watching it, this, like this, this one was that, you know, they, they sing everything, mm-hmm. but you, there's a difference between singing dialogue. And then when they actually go into a song and I started to pick that up, which I guess anyone who's, watched opera or has has listened to it or sort of knows that kind of style would pick up easily anyway and like that's what they know but just sort of realizing that that was a method that was being used kind of got me a better understanding of how a story is told um in repetition just saying everything mm. over and over again, which is tough. It's like, it's a tough thing for me. Cause like, as a writer, it's like you say the one thing and then you move on to the next piece of dialogue. You don't say like, <laughs> you don't say like one or two lines 30 times over in different kind of intonations. So that was a, that's always an interesting experience, but there's a lot of movement in it. Like it's a comedy and it was pretty funny, you know, there's a lot of movement around, like they, they sort of like, they're thrown her across the stage or there's like little fights that break out and, you know, just all that sort of stuff and a lot of uh, accentuated actions. And, um, you know, I don't know like how big the dimensions are of the stage. I'm sure it's it was quite large. It was at the the, the theater hall at um, the Hamer, the art center. And oh, yeah. um, but we went to see the, the, the ballet, the, the uh, thing. In that place. Oh, yeah. yes. The same place. Yeah, yeah. I remember that place. What a good it place. It was a great place. So much red. And we... So I'm watching it and I just kept thinking like, they're going to like... A, are they going to fall? Like, it just felt... I, I just kept thinking to myself like, <laughs> what if they fell? Like, just just on the stage. Like, just like... I kept thinking like, surely they... Someone must have fallen at some point in this entire production. Like, not just, you know, maybe not today, but like you know yesterday or maybe they'll they'll fall again but then i thought to myself (laughs) that orchestra pit is really close and there's no like cage top thing um which what which is what you would usually think a pit would have if star wars is anything to go by um (laughs) but there was no there was no lid on the on the pit and I mean, the Sarlacc pit didn't have a lid, though. I thought so. it did have a lid, or like bars. Oh, did it have a lid? I swear it oh, did. Oh wait, have a lid. maybe it did. Hang on, I'm looking this up, but you can see. <laughs> and you know, and like, there's a couple of times where they got really close to the edge of the pit. I'm like, dude, that's just that's a bit too close for comfort. Do they know what's going on down there? And yeah, the fear started to like grow inside me. That what if they fell into the pit onto like these unassuming. <laughs> musicians who are like doing a really great job by the way 
uh, does the can the conductor sense it? I mean, I'm sure, like, because she was, you know, she's upper level, so she can kind of see what's going on as well because she has all the cues and whatnot. But right. it just became this uh, constant worry for me because <laughs> they're right there and it's just very, very easy. Like, they're backing away from things and it's just like, dudes, you're backing away too far and, like, is someone going to, like, hold you back from, like, falling into the pit and maybe, like, stabbing yourself on, like, the harp or something? Um, you know, or just getting like a bassoon through like your arm or, or anything like that. So that was, that was what occupied me for like, you know, the better part of three hours. Mm, Yeah, that, that does make sense. I I feel that you would be more likely to stab yourself on a bow than a bassoon because bassoons are quite, I mean, they're not that pokey, but I suppose there is that metal bit that sticks up. Um, wait a minute, just before we go, I don't, oh, there's two bassoons. Sorry. Just looking through the instrumentation. There were two bassoons. Yeah. <laughs> just in case, just in case you had yes. accidentally said the wrong thing. <laughs> there we go. Um, one question I do have yes. for you. Did it have subtitles or as the opera likes to use super titles where they project what they're saying in English over the stage? Yes. So, yes, they did have nice. uh, English uh, subtitles. But what I realized and I made a fool of myself is that they're actually called surtitles. Because they're oh, sir titles. they're up above, and so we call them super titles. Yeah, um, I just assume subtitles because I'm an idiot. Um, but I just went through the email because Rose sent me the email about like you know just to prepare for it, and I kind of circled it and messaged her back like a screenshot of like oh, look at this. I'm not one to talk because like I make a lot of mistakes in my spelling, uh, in my writing and stuff like that. And then she wrote <laughs> back saying uh, it's surtitles because it's above the stage and i'm like oh so it wasn't a misspelling just me good job not being cultured enough or just having a general sense of the english language so yeah they did have that and i made a fool of myself that's okay you know what we all do i called them subtitles too and then yeah i realized they weren't below the stage so why would you and then (laughs) yeah um but i i will try to I'll try to oh, I'll try to make you less less scared of orchestra pits. Yes. As well as I can, I suppose. So, um I have been in and or involved with two operas as well as like a little operetta thing. This was all back in college during the crazy days of actually trying to sing classically, which, you know, is great for some people and just, you know, um, the heyday of classical so, singing. The heyday of classical in singing. In the Midwest. Yes. Um, I will actually say, before I try and assuage your fears, um, that it's it's interesting because we were talking about, you were saying how you wouldn't necessarily write a character saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And like, neither would I because that would be dumb. Yes. But when you're singing it, it's different and it's yes. really interesting because yeah. there are different musical analyses that you can use and um, what you're talking about the the speaking versus the singing so like if someone has an aria for you know that's usually like the soprano thing or even the actually it can be anyone anyone can have an aria and that will further the plot but the recitative is what's called like that's what it's called when when they are singing but they're talking more so 
it's like yeah. takes on patterns of speech. Right. Okay. So yeah, the difference between those two can be really interesting because usually if they ah, it's it's hard if they have the recitative, it's almost like you have normal lines. So I would equate that if we're gonna kind of meet in the middle and go. What if we talk about musical theater? Because we both know a little bit about that. Yes. So that would be like the speaking dialogue stuff. And then when they have an idea that's important enough to dwell on it for like three minutes, that's when they're going to break into their aria. So like if it's a song about, oh, I love him so much, I love him so much. Yeah. It's usually like, oh, I just, I'm so smitten with love that I can't possibly not sing because that's just the next, I have, I must break out yeah. of my, yeah. So it's, it's. It's cool, and there's there's definite um, knowing Mozart. Like he used very interesting. Um, I mean, he would use different. He, he would like recall um, beats and melodies from the beginning of the aria. He would, you know, sort of have a theme for every single character, and usually they'd kind of stick with that theme. Yeah. Like, he did all this kind of different stuff. So it's really cool when you start to start to sort of know why they did what they did. But yeah. if you're just reading it in the surtitles, then you're like, oh, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I lo- okay. Like, well, we get we it. Get, we yeah, get yeah. it. Honey, we get it. <laughs> like, honey, you, you cannot. Can, yeah. you, can you not? You cannot. Yeah. Um, now on to your irrational fear of orchestra pits. Yes. I can say I've, I've been in a place where there are orchestra pits um, many times. No one's fallen in. As far as I'm concerned, we actually had one time where we jumped into the orchestra pit. Not me, but oh, okay. like other actors yeah. jumped in. And there was a mattress down there. So right. you can do it That's and good. not die. That's okay. As long as there's a mattress, yes. probably. Um, I guess, knowing you said they were like throwing each other all around the stage, it was like a lot of physical comedy, probably. Yes, yeah. As well. Which means they would have had a stage combatant come in and teach them all how to move, which uh, means okay. they would have blocked out exactly, probably put little X's on, here's where you're going to end up. Yeah. Which, which doesn't mean they won't go into the orchestra pit, but it's, they're a lot less likely to go into the orchestra pit. And and I, I think it would be really good if we could get up on a stage and you could physically see the orchestra pit we should try this we should try to make this happen because that would be helpful see it's not so scary yes um you obviously know it's there i know you're looking out (laughs) to the audience but you're not just gonna like step into it (laughs) you're very fucking aware of this hole in the ground (laughs) okay just making sure just making sure that they're not they can definitely see and i think it it helps that the composer or not the composer the um the direct, the conductor, sorry, yes. is up a little bit more because obviously the conductor needs to see them. They need to see the conductor because yeah. they work together. But then obviously you're going to know, don't fucking step yeah. towards the conductor <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. That that that, that uh, eases my uh, concern mm-hmm. slightly for that. Although I will say that probably someone somewhere has fallen into an orchestra pit. So. I really would love to see that. It would just be like I, I'm sure it's happened. Like it has to have happened. And terrifying at the same time. My irrational fear I mean, yeah. feels rather assuaged at this point. So, like a tiny bit. A tiny I, bit. All I needed was a tiny bit. I okay. think it's just knowing, like, where, like, just knowing that you can sort of, you, you, you can feel the presence of that huge fucking pit right in front of you. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, even if you're looking up, you still have your like peripheral vision and whatever the up and down vision is, which is also question mark peripheral. I don't know. I think um, you can you can see it. 
as yeah. well. If you're okay. on stage, <laughs> you can for sure see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why if the musicians are making faces at you, oh no, it's a bad time. <laughs> uh, but they don't usually, so you're fine. Right. Usually. Okay. Well, that's good. That's that's nice to know. Uh, I would think in like a professional orchestra, they wouldn't make faces at you, but I could be wrong. I feel like there'd be just that one. That one person who's like... Oh, he's always, always the one. The, Probably the bassoonist, too. <laughs> the mm. bassoonist. <laughs> Fucking bassoonist. <laughs> they got nothing better to do. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, well, that's... Uh, is that everything? I don't even know anymore. I mean... I mean, yeah, it, it has been I an guess... hour and a half. So. Are you ready to be done? Are you ready to be yeah. done? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It also has like a double meaning because it sort of sounds like Arya from Game of mm. Thrones, which yeah, I I I, so I see. I, I tied everything. You just brought it all into a neat little package. God, you are so welcome. <laughs> I love how you're thanking. You're already preempting my thanks. To you. I knew that you would be grateful, though. Sure, definitely. Every single time, without fail, am I appreciative of what you uh, contribute to this entire operation. So, mm, opera. Uh, operation. Operation. Yeah. Operation. 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 That doesn't sound correct. Operation. Oh. Uh, well, there we go. There it is. Okay, that's it. Now we're done. Sorry. That's, let's just end it there. <laughs> we can never get it right. Right.